so we here. Oh yeah. Oh man. Bruh. Bruh. Let me tell you something. I got some news the other day. It was it actually is kinda kinda disheartening a bit. So uh do you remember do you know who Austin St. John is? Never heard that name before. Oh my goodness. Alright. Well, I'm pretty sure you probably heard of this one. He's Jason, aka the OG Red Ranger. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And this man got arrested for fraud. The PPP loans. Gotta get the loans. I'm like, bro, why, why you? Why you? you you're you the go. You're my favorite. I know people say that uh, they love Tommy and Jason David Frank. No, I, I stick with Jason. He's kind of me. I mean, also, red is my favorite color, by the way. So I mean, well, second favorite color behind black. Though, if you don't consider black a color, considering it's the absolute color, then favorite color. But uh, yeah, that was. It, it hurt. I mean, Red Rangers always get the battle answer, so... Exactly. Still got it. So, but, but yeah, it kind of hurt. It hurt a bit. I was like, bro, why you? Oh, could face up to 20 years. <laughs> Me Whoa, real. Alright, well, so for our Patreon listeners, this is the very first episode of Misha Meets Presents Blurred City. Hey! So we here, yeah. Coming together, you get the raw footages as they say. So that was our quick catch up. Now we get into what's hot, what's cool. Oh man, what is cool out here in these streets? Uh, man, let me tell you, I am super excited because next week is Kenobi. Next week is Kenobi. The first two episodes drop in, on Friday the, the 27th. And then after that, it's a week to week basis and we're just gonna have a whole bunch of fun. I'd love to be able to hear him say hello there one more time. Yeah, I'm so surprised they didn't drop it on. See, I don't know why they didn't, but then again, they might not have been ready. Who knows? Well, Moon Knight was still running. I guess you don't want to overlap. Trust me, if you have Disney Plus, you're going to watch both of those. I ain't going to cap. I would. <laughs> I totally would, but... But yeah, man, that's, what what else is new out here in these hot streets? Uh, next week, same release date, we got Top Gun. Oh my goodness, I completely forgot about that. So, get ready. That's like the dad movie of the year, so. Oh, well, well, I already know what my dad's going to force me to do on that day. After I finish the movie. So, yeah, that's going to be fire. Anything else we get into? Uh, A24 drops on Friday, yep. May 20th, men, which every A24 movie that I've ever seen hits me. Like, I haven't been disappointed yet, so I'm excited for it. Okay. And then in the world of anime, we got Kaguya-sama, Love is War, yep. third season, and then One Piece is going crazy right now from everything I've heard. Oh yeah, One Piece is going absolutely insane. They they pay on their animators way too well. Uh, I need to figure out what what their regimen is because I want to get paid that kind of check. And uh, and also, Rising of the Shield Hero Season Two is going wild right now. I'm here for it. It is it is amazing and also funny too because I binged all of Season Two in like one day. 
that's how I started season one because I didn't I didn't know what it was and then I was just in my grad school dorm show one day and then I saw okay Rising the Show Hero yep. had high ratings first seven episodes were out first episode made me want to punch my TV screen so you did you, bruh bruh you do not you do not want to open up that Pandora's box with me because I still want to uh, to knock her teeth out to his day. Yeah, that's a Patreon exclusive. <laughs> they don't get us up out of here if we do that. Mm-hmm. So, but for the next segment, just that was a quick catch up, everything that's hot, what you need to know. For the next segment, we call it our Geek Out Freak Out. So, this is just a section take however much time you need, just go off on a particular subject about how much you love it, the joy from it, and just the different. Nerd, nerding out. So ideally, we want this to be video or audio calls from our listeners. But just to give an example of this, we'll start with movie that I watched since this movie. I just record this time because we're editing on the first try. Yep, editing is our best friend. So I can hear all of that. That's crazy. That's why we doing this raw. Yeah. You get the entire behind the scenes footage. <laughs> Until we edit it. So, so yeah, just uh, since we're going deeper into Dr. Strange's Multiverse of Madness, we're going to start with My Geek Out Freak Out, everything, everywhere, all at once, which is literally one of the best films I've seen of the past year. But oh. in terms of multiverse movies, Incredible. Like, it hits every possible topic that you would like in a multiverse movie. Like, just happiness, which we look at in Doctor Strange. What your life would be like without certain people. Mm -hmm. What it would be like with them in your lives. Just the the love of Mm -hmm. different things. Oh my gosh. Yeah, definitely gotta practice that. There. Oh, dope. Yes. So, learning, practice. But yeah, just different elements. Literally some of the greatest acting performances I've ever seen. Just the range of, particularly the dad and the husband in the movie, incredible. Um, literally just the gambit of emotions. So this is, yeah, I, I can't recommend it enough. So everything, everywhere, all at once. And, and just in the future, I'm going crazy about it. And isn't this the movie with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis in it? Yes. Uh, to all my horror heads, yes. Let's just say, hey, Jamie Lee Curtis, you know Miss Lori Strode herself. Let's get it. <laughs> and she had she had an incredible performance too. Like there was no wasted performance, which was like one of the best parts of the movie. Like sometimes you can just go into it and you're like, oh, this person made a cameo, but like they really just like developed a lot of people and like served a purpose and then dove into the multiverse of just like their different characters. So it's absolutely incredible. Nice, nice. And that's actually going to be really incredible. Uh, it's amazing how we're in a stage of cinema where we're exploring such complicated topics. Uh, we're going to get into a lot more of that when we talk about Doctor Strange. But uh, let's just say that a 10-year-old me would never have thought we'd even talk about such a topic such as this. Especially in today's media. <laughs> it's going to make me cry. Uh, but yeah, so, yeah, so, hey, hey, Patreon subscribers, we're actually going to transition to our main point, our deep dive, 
this special time where we can talk about the main point of today's session, and that is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yes, so first ever movie review. By the time this is released, you should have seen the movie. But just as a warning, hear ye, hear ye. We are getting into spoilers for Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. If you have not seen the movie, skip ahead, and that is your warning. And if not, then you, you suffer the consequences. And that consequence is being spoiled. <laughs> Dope. Alright, so how are we feeling? We've seen it at separate points. We haven't discussed it at all over the last week. So, yeah, how are you feeling about it? Oh, man. Let's just say it. For me, I went into this movie almost nearly blind, right? Because there's just been, like, a whole bunch of, like, speculation as to, like, who a bad guy was, as to, like, what the story was going to be about. I just knew, for me, going in, I was like, okay, it's Doctor Strange. We talked about the multiverse. My baby girl, Elizabeth Olsen, won the Maxim office in there. And it's directed by a goat. The goat, I tell you. Mr. Sam Raimi himself. Mr. Evil Dead himself. Mr. Spider-Man Tobey Maguire himself. Do I need to say more? That's what I... That's what I'm going in was a level of hype over this topic. Especially seeing how uh, with No Way Home and just the masterpiece it was, and do not uh, at me on this, it's, it's one of the best pieces of cinema ever. Uh, and with that, like, I was going into this one, like, really excited, really uh, hopeful about this one as being the topic being explored more, to which I say they did a pretty good job with. Um, yeah, it's like there is times where I felt genuine stakes in there. Uh, the twist reveal as to who the who the main antagonist was hit me like a brick. And then, and but it all made sense. It didn't feel like there was just a bunch of Deus Ex Machina's apart from the apart from America Chavez, who is the Deus Ex Machina slash plot device of the whole movie, but but that's neither here nor there. She actually did a fantastic job with that one. But yeah, what about you? How do you, how do you feel about that one? Alright, so unlike you, like I wasn't spoiled other than just like the trailers. Mm -hmm. But I mean, those aren't really spoilers to me. But for me, I think I had a lot of expectations going into it that were super high. Uh, so once I saw the tease for Professor X coming back, I was like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing. And then it's just like, okay, I think a lot of what, and we can get into later about managing expectations as fans, is a lot of what I was thinking was, okay, so they just introduced Professor X. We're introducing the X-Men. We're introducing the Fantastic Four, which we'll get into later. Mm -hmm. And... This is how we merge it. And I think like that's what's been teased a lot because we know to an extent what's happening. But at the same time, we don't know what's happening. Doing absolutely nothing. So as soon as we walk into the theater, you know, you see the opening, get you caught up. You're like, oh, okay, interdimensional being chasing Doctor Strange and America Chavez. 
get 20 minutes into the film, okay, we're looking for Wanda. Five minutes later, we don't even like tease it any further. Villain, I'm like, oh, that's what we doing. And I, I appreciate it, honestly. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I definitely wanted to get into like that point that you said about like managing expectations because I feel like at least when it comes to uh, being a fan and like being like deep into the comics as I've been, uh, I feel like like in my case, like okay, I have like just a bunch of just knowledge about like a certain topic, and uh, I kind of find myself to not be like one of those type of fans where it's like oh, it's not exactly how it's done in the comics because truth be told. Some stuff can't be adapted in the comics the exact same way. Some stuff is just meant to be like read and written or like seen on the page and it can't be translated well to live action. And sometimes it can just be better done as an animated film. Uh, we're looking at you, uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, we're not gonna talk about the delays though. We're not gonna talk. We're not gonna talk about that at the current moment. Uh, but I feel like with that, like there's, like there's some people out there, like you can just have the highest of expectations. I actually saw like this meme one time where it was like, okay, expectations for seeing like X movie, and then my expectations for seeing Doctor Strange, and it was like a picture of Doctor Strange. It had like. Uh, Toby Maguire's Spider-Man. It had all of the X-Men, including Hugh Jackman. It had all the Fantastic Four. I think they were like a bunch of fan castings. They had uh, Iron Man, uh, Tom Cruise in there. They had like Godzilla, Optimus Prime. Uh, the entire Star Wars cast was in there, and that just goes to show that like, like as funny as that was, it's like yeah. A lot of people uh, are starting to go like completely sideways with uh, what they want to see in a movie. I mean, sure, uh, the Mighty Mouse owns all of it, but uh, but I don't think like it's good in the long ter term to like just go neck deep into it, like just off of one go. Because uh, like remember, remember, young children, Avengers wasn't just one movie that happened. It had a multitude of movies to lead up into it. There are definitely some stumbles out of the gate. Uh, we don't uh, we, we don't talk about the the three movies that I say were uh, kind of lackluster. Uh, I'm I'm leaving it up to the audience to guess which three we're talking about. But uh, but yeah, it's like it's like Rome wasn't built in a day. The Avengers wasn't built in a day. Avengers Endgame was not built in a day. It was built over a series of movies and essentially a decade. Yeah, a decade of movies. So, so uh, my my thing to the fans is, uh, hey, calm that down. Yeah, I think a lot of kind of just with multiverse, multiversal happenings. Mm -hmm. I guess that we get so excited about like one of the things about WandaVision, which was really good, but something that like a lot of the fact kind of turned the fans off is that from episode two or three, we're going Mephisto, 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 oh. Mephisto. And at no point did Marvel ever say, we're going to give you Mephisto right now. Nope. Uh, and same thing, it went, okay, we introduced the other version of Quicksilver, and everybody lost their minds. I sure did. Now, 
how they actually like went about explaining that, I don't like. No, I was, I was trash. <laughs> I was trash, Barbara. We'll get it together. It would have been great, but the whole just Mephisto, Mephisto thing, and then going into Spider-Man No Way Home. Again, Mephisto, Mephisto, because we kind of know what that storyline was playing off of, which is a storyline that we will not talk about on this on this one. But going into Spider-Man, we knew, or at least we highly suspected, we were going to see Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and if we didn't see that, we were going to be disappointed. But they kind of teased it, and then once you saw Doc Ock in the very first trailer, you're like, okay, this is what's happening, yes, even if they don't show. But then we go into, again, Multiverse of Madness, because we know at some point, like, Fantastic Four is already teased. It's confirmed that it's going to happen. We just don't know how it's going to happen. But one of the cool things from Doctor Strange is that, okay, it's the multiverse, so seeing... Mr. Fantastic there. A version of Mr. Fantastic. A version, exactly. Means he might already be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We don't know that yet. Mm -hmm. So, just patience is like something that we really need to hold on to. And then in Phase 4, knowing that we just got out of like a major arc where half the universe got erased, you can't immediately build back up to that in like the next episode. You kind of have to be patient with that. Yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like we you went all out so now we need a uh, fans that have like time to just calm down we need to like just just put ourselves back at square one and just build off of what we already have like sure we're gonna like build up to the next threat of king but uh but really let's let's really let's do it kind of like phase one except uh like the the phase uh one movies or uh not of those quality, but uh, you know what we're talking about. Uh, but yeah, so when it comes to that, let's let's have it where it's like it's going to all be worth it when we when we finish it. Like 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 let's say when we all went and watched Endgame, the culmination of like every single movie, you got references from almost every single movie in there, and it's like. It has something in there from each movie that has ever been like just winking to that and pull the whole Leo DiCaprio, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio meme. Like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, and you, you guys did, did not see that, but I actually did start pointing. So uh, I let you know which it was. But yeah, so like, yeah, just, just take it a step at a time. Let's treat this as the new uh, beginning of the MCU. And or like the new phase of the MCU, if you will. Uh, this uh, this ain't a uh, phase. This ain't just phase four anymore. This is phase one two point It's true, but that doesn't mean you can't be disappointed or want more. So. Oh, that's very true. That's very true. Because for some of the newer shows coming up, I'm, I'm getting suspect feelings about that. So, but maybe they're just standalones or. I think what the toughest thing is, is that a lot of the shows, Marvel might be a victim of its own circumstance, where it's like a lot of the shows and movies tied into themselves. So when you were done with it, you automatically were expecting what's next. And for us not to like know what's next now, I think is what kind of we're going with the expectations, where by the time Doctor Strange ends, you're like, oh, wait, we didn't get the X-Men? We didn't get immediately fantastic for it, and that's not what it's about, but at the same time, you have to manage those expectations, like we said. Yeah, 
And plus, this is a, at the end of the day, this was a Doctor Strange movie. Okay. This is a Doctor Strange movie. This ain't a Doctor Strange in the X-Men. This ain't Doctor Strange and the Fantastic Four. No, this is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So with that, like, it's mostly about him. And if we were to introduce, like, the Fantastic Four and the X-Men right out of the gate, it's a mess. What do you think the fans are all going to immediately be talking about? Just the just the X-Men or the Fantastic Four and just completely write off uh, Doctor Strange. And plus, uh, if you know your track record of movies where you cram too much in there, Spider-Man 3, uh, it, it does not end out so well, especially if it's like corporate or, or in this case, kind of like fan uh fan expectations and fan uh outcry to add something in when it when it really shouldn't it should be built up towards spider-man 3 sorry i'm i'm sorry for getting to the tirade but uh, you you kind of realize you all know my favorite character is venom so with that i still have uh many issues with spider-man 3 <laughs> Sorry, sorry for getting off into that tangent. <laughs> Rants of the week, upcoming. But yeah, I think going from there, we can really get into like what's our fascination with the multiverse. So for the recap of Doctor Strange, first we start off with Doctor Strange and this random girl who we don't know at first, running from an octopus monster. And eventually there's this book, the MacGuffin, as they say, to end all, we all save the world. They don't get it. So Defender Trains gets killed. We find out that this, <laughs> this girl, America Chavez, is a multiverse hopper. So she hops into our Earth 616, as they say. And we then see our Doctor Strange at the wedding for Christine. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man, that one was heartbreaking, but yeah, so like from that point, uh, we see like Doctor Strange, he's at this wedding for a woman that he loves so much and and unfortunately can't have. So it's basically like with him, he's calling the question like, hey, am I really happy right now? Especially when he's trying to, you know, basically put up a good face of, of being happy in front of her. No, I guess just to be a social, you know, cool dude. And then you see a giant tentacle monster uh, that just straight up attacks the city. And it's not because it's just randomly attacking. No, this girl, America Travis, is right in the thick of it. And she's getting uh, hunted down. So Doctor Strange uh, ends up coming in, safe, coming in and semi-saving her along with the Sorcerer Supreme Wong, uh, a real one. And... And they both managed to take out this monster in gruesome Sam Raimi fashion. I'm in love with it. And then they find out who America Chavez is. And like what her whole deal with in the multiverse. And coming across uh, the dead body of uh, Defender Strange. Which, if that was me, I'd be freaked out. But... <laughs> Yeah, so immediately we find out, okay, she's being chased across the multiverse for some reason, 
for some reason, this strange being is chasing her. So we find out that, oh, it's not just magic, it's witchcraft. What's the only witch we know so far? One of two witches, Scarlet Witch. So Dr. Strange goes out to meet Wanda. She was just living the happy life in the middle of Iowa, <laughs> farming and doing culinary work. Well, it's not culinary work. But she's, we see her seemingly sad and disappointed about her kids, but overall a happy life. So Dr. Strange asks for help. She's like, okay, cool. So how don't you, well, how about you just bring America here? He immediately goes, I never told you her name. Dun, dun, dun. We reveal the true world and she has, I'm called the Dark Hole. And it's not just Wanda we're looking at, it's the actual Scarlet Witch. And she is on demon time in this movie. Oh, Lord. Okay, so... So the main reason for that is because of the fact that the Darkhold is a corruptive uh, tongue of magic. And we learn more about, like, where it's from through... And, like, its creation by uh, this demon named Cathan, which I'm super hyped to get into because he is really on demon time in the comics. Uh, and also has a Cthulhu-like appearance at one point in a Carnage comic, but uh, that's neither here nor there. But, uh, but yeah, so Wanda, corrupted by the, or should I say Scarlet Witch, because uh, that ain't Wanda no more, she is now on the warpath, basically. Basically gives a strange an ultimatum. Do you, it's either you give her over to me, or I'm going to destroy all of you, all of you sorcerers, Every last one of you are gonna die. So, so that was the ultimatum she was given, that he was given, and uh, Doctor Strange responded kindly with, uh, "Yes, I'll see you on the battlefield." So, so yeah, they managed to pull up a defensive forces. They tried their hardest, but uh, Scarlet Witch just dang. Yeah, so everyone got bodied, essentially, except for our main heroes. So we see America Chavez and Dr. Trains, they managed to escape. Wong, our boy, gets taken hostage, essentially, after him knocked out. And then we do a quick multiverse popping, which is a really cool scene where we see them flying between different multiverses. The only thing about this movie, in terms of multiverses, we're actually in only in two multiverses, if we're being real. But once they hit to their final destination, they get there and then they find out that Doctor Strange is dead when they seem look for his help. But then we find out that let's find the next sorcerer supreme, which is Baron Mordo. Yes. And Baron Mordo, if you don't remember, he was uh he was the black guy in the first Doctor Strange movie who kind of went off the rails at the end, you know, proclaiming all sorcerers must die. And he's uh, been uh, Steven's like mortal enemy uh, in the background, uh, like off screen, been trying to kill him for the most most uh, for most of the time. But he managed to, you know, in this one, he kind of seems to be a nice guy, you know, really chill, really uh, cool. He managed to like let them know about the Book of Ashanti, aka the MacGuffin of the End All Be All book, and. And then he, uh, unfortunately, he reveals his true colors, and because apparently one betrayal wasn't enough in this movie, there had to be two. So, unfortunately, he he knocks both Chavez and Strange out with some poison and sends them to a sends them to prison, basically. But 
And then at the same time with Wanda, oh, or should I say Scarlet Witch? I, I'm sorry to say this, but Scarlet Witch is, is something else. So she has been, well, she basically interrogates Wong and tries and basically force him to take her to the mountains of Wondagore. After he destroyed, after one of his disciples destroys the Dark Hole. Ah, yes, completely forgot about that. So, yes, so as I said, the, the, one of the disciples ended up destroying the Dark Hole book that uh, Wanda has and and her still being full of corruption and her being full of anger and hate because of the fact that, hey, she can't get to her kids anymore. He, she basically forced them to tell her, like, hey, where is, like, how can I get my kids back? And, and Wong basically said, like, hey, that one was a cheap copy. And the, the real Darkhold is located in the mountains of Wondagore. So all my comic book fans, you guys were freaking out at this part because Mount Wondagore is intrinsically tied to the X-Men. And intrinsically tied to the X-Men, to Magneto, to everybody, and especially to Kathon. So, so uh, Wanda basically forces Wong to take her there where a bunch of monsters some demons decide to pull up and by pull up i mean uh completely be fully subservient to scarlet witch as she now has the full power of the dark hold and she decides to do the thing called dream walking and from there dream walking allows her to go into the current universe that our dr strange and america chavez is in to possess that wanda so that wanda also has two kids we can talk about why Vision isn't there. I don't know why at all during the movie, but she has the two kids, so she gets to see her two kids, but then she's also like, I need America in order to actually achieve my goal and not this cheap copy. So she goes back into demon time, but this is after we find out that who's actually in charge of this universe is the Illuminati, comprising of Professor X. <laughs> Different version of Captain Marvel. Also, we see Captain America or Captain Carter. That's right, it's Captain Carter. And then also Black Bolt, which is like, if you're an Inhuman fan, you almost freaked out. Mortar. The three of you. <laughs> Mortar. And then the final reveal, which almost like made the theater explode, is we see Reed Richards played by John Krasinski, Mr. Fantastic, confirmed for the first time in the MCU. Uh, yes, the perfect fan casting, if you, that became true. But, so yeah, so the, so yeah, with that council, they basically were talking to Strange about like, hey, I'm a, like, hey, we're, a, we're sufficiently capable, we're sufficiently capable of taking down Wanda. And in fact, she's actually not the danger to the multiverse. Strange is because of the fact that in their universe, Doctor Strange was also part of the Illuminati. And in order to defeat Thanos, he ended up using the Dark Hole to gain the power and the ability to stop him. Unfortunately, as I mentioned earlier, the Dark Hole is corrupted. So let's just say it corrupted Strange enough to cause an incursion to which all my comic fans were also freaking out again because the incursions are is what led to Secret Wars. And, and the incursions are where two universes basically collide into one another. 
and either one or both of those universes get destroyed. So the Illuminati, after defeating Thanos, realize that their strange is is uh, the only one left, and he's a danger to everything. So they decide to uh, clap my boy and clap him in the most terrifying way possible uh, using your boy Black Bolt. And to say that I would rather get killed by Wanda is an understatement. Though, considering what uh, Wanda does next, time says a lot. So the entire Illuminati proceeds to get bodied. So literally, Captain Marvel gets smashed. Mr. Fantastic gets turned into confetti. Black Bolt blows his own braids out because he doesn't have a mouth anymore. Thank you, Wanda. Captain Carter gets cut in half by her own shield, and Professor X snaps his neck after she possesses him. So going from there, so from there we can see Sam Raimi getting back in his horror bag, and Wanda chases Christine. This universe is Christine. America Chavez and our Doctor Strange through the sewers, which is an actually terrifying scene, almost as much as the scene where she kills all the sorcerers. But they get through, they find the Book of Ashanti, which immediately gets destroyed, has no purpose in the movie, if you ask me, other than a plot tool. And then she captures them, send, captures America, sends Doctor Strange and that Christine to a universe that has been destroyed by an incursion, most likely. And we get to see the darker Doctor Strange. <laughs> and once again, I assume you guys were probably going to freak out because we all thought that was a Strange Supreme from What If. No, this is actually another Doctor Strange who, uh, who also got the Darkhold and was also corrupted by it. And he basically was all alone because of the fact that, as we mentioned, the incursions destroyed everything. So it was literally just him as the only singular alive being and just a bunch of like destroyed buildings and the Sanctum Sanctorum. So Strange and Strange end up having a pretty awesome fight. Amazing fight. And also made the fight using musical notes as magical attacks to which uh, Sam Raimi would go for that one because uh, ain't no way I ever could say that uh, you can use music to fight people. Yo, I thought we was in Demon Slayer for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> we were, we were for like three seconds. Uh, but yes, our strange ends up winning by throwing the other strange out a window and he and he gets a Sam Raimi impaled on the fence. Yes. And um, and this is where true demon timing starts happening. Yes. So now that Wanda has the actual America, she takes her back to the Earth six one six and proceeds to perform start the ritual where she'll take her multiverse hopping powers from her, which we see get teased in the beginning of the movie. From there, Doctor Strange, he is like, okay, I have to actually get back into my universe. But there's no other Strange, or so we think. There's a dead Doctor Strange, Defender Strange, that we saw in the beginning. He then proceeds to, I would say dreamwalk, but more like zombie hopping, and takes over the dead body of Defender Strange. From there, he goes to the mountain and 
It, but before he gets there, we see the souls of the damned try to drag him to hell, essentially, because what he's doing is beyond illegal and black magic. So, and and yeah, so so our girl Christine or alternate Christine had to you know use her wits, use her ingenuity to fight off all these demons that are trying to get to Strange in that universe and also trying to kill Strange in the Strange in the main universe. But she manages to do it and manages to basically keep Strange not only alive, but also keep him from being corrupted by the Darkhold with the also powerful the power of love. Uh, of course. You know, the, the standard uh, anime power along with the power of friendship. friendship. Uh, but, but yeah, so like Strange managed to get full control of not only the soul, but also his dead body. Or so it's actually a pretty cool scene. Oh yes, so we actually get a, a zombie Doctor Strange that is not zombie Doctor Strange. But uh, he goes in and he starts uh, actually fighting uh, Scarlet Witch. And while he does get uh, his, his hole behind whooped, it, at least it gave America Chavez the courage and also the strength to use her powers, like her multiverse hopping powers, as like physical attributes as a physical uh, fight. And from there she proceeds. One of the more touching moments of the movie, actually, she punches Wanda into the previous universe and Wanda gets to see her kids. But from here, she's completely corrupted by the Darkhold. And so her kids see her and they're like, oh, a witch, they're absolutely terrified of her. And the entire movie, we see her, all she wants are her kids. And just to see the terror from that kind of helps her to realize that, oh, what have I become if I'm just going to become this monster that even my kids can't love? And so our actual Wanda, so the Wanda from the other universe tells her, just know that they'll be loved. And then from there, she comes back, she decides to sacrifice herself and gets rid of the... What's the Mountain of Wandagore? Mountain of Wandagore. And from there, that's kind of essentially where the movie ends. We just find that America Chavez is now trained to be a sorcerer as well. Yep. Um, and that's where our movie ends. Or so you think! Because, uh, because while Strange is able to... You know, seemingly have a normal life once again. Unfortunately, because of the fact he used the dark hold and he used it for a good a minute, he actually has a side effect of it, which is opening of the third eye, which is something the, the sinister Doctor Strange also had. So he's actually like awakened, and in comics, opening the third eye makes you actually stronger. So time only tells what that'll do, and then you get your post-credit scene in which we actually end up introducing Kalia, played by Charlize Theron. And in case you guys don't know, Kalia is the wife of Doctor Strange, which which uh, makes you go, ah. So I guess we answered that question pretty. The question, the main question of the movie, pretty solidly. So, yeah, so, like, uh, Clea basically comes at Strange saying, like, hey, you need to come with me because uh, an incursion's about to happen, and he goes with her. 
And that sets us up for the next movie, which is whatever. I don't know. It, we don't know what's going to happen next. What do you think our fascination with the multiverse is? Honestly, I think it's like really, it's a really great thing because uh, it's kind of like, A, it's a question of like, how do you step forward, at least in terms of like Marvel movies, because you're already getting like a cosmic threat in the form of Thanos, like where do you go next from that? You can't kind of go back to like ground level from there, I mean. That would be kind of a backwards if you're not doing it right. But I think that the multiverse is like really a great topic because I think a lot of people are like wondering, like they always wondered, <laughs> including myself, like what would happen if this had gone different? And like people always like having those thoughts in their minds, you know, of like, hey, if this were to happen differently, or like, hey, what if this person stayed in my life? If this person had left sooner or stuff like that, what would have happened this time? And I think like it's really an introspective type of deal and also a pretty, another interesting deal where like, hey, what would like another version of me be like if this had happened? Like, I know I've like had those conversations numerous times for like myself, like, man, if, if another version of me came out of a portal and he had X abilities, what would I think? Or what would I do? So, yeah, I think, like, that's part of the deal with, like, multiverse is just, like, a step forward for, like, where to go in terms of, like, escalation for Marvel as well as personal introspection. introspection. Yeah, I think for me, what I really... Sometimes when you just get, again, like you were saying, introspective about your own life, you're like, hey, if one thing changes in my life, this domino effect of different events doesn't happen. And I think for a lot of us, that's why it's so cool to see, besides just from the, oh, we can geek out perspective of, oh, we get to see this version of the character, we get to see that version of the character. But it's just like, man, what would my life look like if this changed? What would, again, like you were saying, this version of myself be like, would I be good? Would I be evil? Would I be rich? Would I be poor? Like, what does my friend group look like? Or different jobs? And I think just, it kind of goes with the, question the main question of the movie is are you happy and based on that we can imagine many different lives from there yeah absolutely and i think that was just a great question to ask in a multiverse based movie of like are you happy because i'm sure like a lot of people uh can say like hey i'm pretty happy like with my life or like uh with like where my life has been and then there's some people who may be less so. They may be less satisfied, less happy with where they're at. And they're maybe like at a point where, uh, where they can't do anything about it, which is actually kind of disheartening. But I think like having that question kind of be at the forefront of our main character's life as, as, at the fore of Strange's mind while he's going on a multiversal adventure where he sees like, uh, certain like key members of his life be happy such as Christine uh, and then also seeing like another version of Christine who's basically not as happy uh, because of because of just because of her strange and just uh, and yeah just different ideas on like happiness 
and just how that is a forefront in many people's lives. That's a question we all want to say yes to, but unfortunately, not many can. That's a question I, I always got to ask myself a lot. It's like, am I happy? I'll say, yeah, for the most part. Some things I can do better? Absolutely. But I wouldn't say like I'm unhappy. Yeah. yeah, for me, I can say that like I am generally happy. I mean, just the state of the world, there's so much stuff. Like, if I just view my life, I'm like, you know, I'm good. Like, at the end of the day, like, nothing to like really just be devastated about. But I do think, like, in some aspects of my life, I feel unsatisfied where I thought I was closer to the completion of some things than I actually am. Kind of like running a marathon, and it's like, Oh, I think I'm at mile 20 and I can just view the ending six miles away in my own head. But in reality, it's like, oh, I'm at the six mile mark. And it's like, you still have 20 miles to go. And I'm already huffing and puffing and thinking like, yo, I put in the work for this. I'm, I'm running hard. And it's like, oh, I can already feel the fatigue of not being where I want to be. But at the end of the day, like I said, I just think I'm good, but still, still trying trying to drive me to just like get better so yeah yeah so it kind of going with happiness and all levers would you leave your life given the chance Woo! <laughs> oh man uh, it, it 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 all depends right because it's like hey if i find myself that i can end up in a life where i'm rich and i uh I'm doing like really great things while maintaining like the same social life type of life I've been like of course I would uh but like but of course there are many different caveats to that as I said uh if you had asked me like a couple maybe like a couple years ago would I leave my life of course I would say yes get me out of here uh state of this world right now is uh is too much and I, I, I need to leave but uh, fortunately, no, uh, you, you can't do that. As far as I can tell, some if any viewer uh, figures out how to kind of hop multiverses or time travel, let your boy know. Uh, thank me, and uh, and I'll make sure to shout you out later. But uh, but yeah, if I if I had a chance to leave my life, then yeah, I would. I would. I think one hundred percent. I would get Isakai. Like, <laughs> go to a different world and then have some show called How I Got Transported to a Different World in a Different Time oh, or something boy. like that. But as long as it wasn't like a truck-coon isekai see, and more of a see. teleportation isekai, I'd be good. See, see, if uh, I, I, if I got isekai, you better isekai me to an anime world that isn't a... Uh, Feel that isn't A like this one and B uh, going to go with a complete total chaos. Yeah, one hundred percent we get these guys so like it's not gonna take a Please don't, <laughs> Lord. Please don't, because I don't. I don't want to see up there. That's the last place I want to go. Right. But yeah. But going from there, really excited. We're going to get into awards, but before we get into our awards, do you want to shout out our sponsor for the day? Uh yes. So our sponsor for the day is the one and only is the one and only and our sponsor today is from the one and only clintar the great alien planet that is willing to give you a symbiote of your choice 
it you can only procure one if you are pure part otherwise you may be out here causing problems for the whole universe so if you are willing to become a host of your best friend for life then you should go ahead and absolutely procure yourself a symbiote from the clintar ain't that right b <laughs> Thank you for that. And like I said, we're going into our awards. And with our first award, we are going with the biggest idiot. And oh my goodness, entire Illuminati rise to come to the stage because you are getting the biggest idiot award. Because Wanda absolutely bodied every last one of them. And this is supposed to be the smartest people in the universe. Excuse me, Mr. Fantastic, how about we not explain Black Bolt's um, only contributing factor to the main villain? Yes, 100% biggest idiot's entire Illuminati. Uh, yes, yes, absolutely. And to actually go off that, the, our next award is the spotlight is yours. Wanda Maxwell, Scarlet Witch, come down and accept your award. Hey girl, you now here did a whole lot of demon timing. So so much so we can't ignore it. As as Mitch said, you bodied the entire Illuminati. Uh sure they, they have an idiot uh handicap, but uh hey, hey, you were not you were not afraid to give everybody the equal hands. And every moment you're in, you 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 make you make me want to just just uh, go and find the dark hole myself. Uh, I, I I need to I need your need the power. Right, thank you. So yes, Wanda, you you body every scene you're in. You're horrifying in every scene you're in. Um, don't and just 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 stay you girl. Just stay you. Get your award. Next for our next award. Wong, please rise and come to the stage because I need a hero. Wong does not get enough screen time in any movie that he is in. We gotta find a way to get this man, Sorcerer Supreme, his own Disney Plus show. Because Wong absolutely steals every scene he's in. He is funny, he's a great fighter, and he plays off of every character really well. And he kind of displays the proper, from a, we can edit this. That's wrong, first of all. But he plays this a really great role of like a guiding force and strange his life. But then it's also a mentor role to America Chavez and then the different role that he even played in Shang-Chi. So Wong, please come get this get this award. Thank you, thank you. And coming up right behind you, Wong, is your is your protege, Stephen Strange. Come up for your drop the weights award. Because you rock lead the entire world when you use that dark hold to take over your, your ultimate self's dead body. How do you even think of that? Like, bruh, you, like, there ain't no way I would have ever thought to possess my own body in order to come, in order to try to get the dub. But you did, for your ingenuity, and for coming out on top. You in the most dangerous way fashion, but also in one of the most awesome ways uh, possible. Come get your award, sir. For the next and final award, we have the jump out of your seat moment. 
This goes to John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic. Seeing just Mr. Fantastic on the screen in general was just, it, it lit up my soul with joy. And a lot of just, that's when the crowd started going crazy. And also just seeing like a fan, fan kind of driven push to see someone as a role was really cool to see. Now, will we see him as Mr. Fantastic moving forward? We don't know unconfirmed but it's just a great moment and it shows that that people really love the fantastic four this is at some point the third attempt and ensemble movies are very hard to do but i believe that if they get introduced correctly the fantastic four are going to take off and help lead into phase five in the next stages of the marvel cinematic universe so with the awards handed out we go into our final tier rankings so what would you rank this one? I'd give this one an I. I I'll uh, definitely watch this again. Uh, would I pay money to go see it again? Probably not, but I'll definitely watch it. Yes. So, in the same tier, I is our B tier of movies. I definitely enjoyed it. If I'm watching it with friends, I'll probably watch it again. I might not go out of my way necessarily to watch it, but it is a good movie. Good job, everyone. Sam Raimi, goaded. Um, so, just... Transitioning from there, we're going to go into one of a segment that I'm super excited about, but Meech is going to share the Black Air Force segment. All right. All right. Oh, man. I am so ready. I'm so hyped for this one. As you guys understand, and you guys have probably seen videos on these, our Black Air Force segment, where we take a chance to analyze the, the most demon-timing of characters. Characters who... Who really are tear above others, straight men as this society, who would wear black air forces out onto the streets daily, and would even clap their mama, their child, everybody can get it. And for today, since we're talking about multiverse, we're going to talk about an alternate version of one of my favorite characters of Spider-Man. Today we're talking about the superior Spider-Man. How do I take this? Oh boy, this man's on demon timing. If you know about Dr. Octopus, especially from Spider-Man 2, then hold handle to what this man did in the comics. And what he did in order to become the spirit Spider-Man, that's Black Air Force in and of itself. Like, this man was fighting superpower beings for so long that his body decided to shut down on itself and he started dying. So in order to keep himself alive, he decided to pull some Black Air Force moves. He pulled out his Felas and decided to swap bodies with Peter Parker. Man, and then killed him. And then he decided to become a better version of you. How demon timing do you gotta be to kill your op, then become your op, then say, you know what? I'm gonna be a better version of the op to prove to all these peons that I'm the superior op. That's what this man did. And this is all coming from Amazing Spider-Man 697 through 700, but going into Superior Spider-Man 1 through 31, this man committed the most heinous of acts. Firstly, did you know that he punched the Scorpion's jaw off just to prove his strength? This man is such a demon that he did not even feel bad about it. He was just like, oh, oh, I was that strong. 
Parker's been this strong this whole time. Well, I'm about to use it, baby. And then he caught bodies. He caught Vulture lacking and beat the brakes off of him for employing ch children. Bruh, he, he tried his hardest to, uh, to woo MJ, but, but because he couldn't, he decided to do some, some super heinous acts. He decided to probe the memories, you know? Pro, pro park his memories of the good times he had with MJ. And, uh, and he had fun. I'm just leave it at that. But, but that, that, that's demon timing right there. But all the bodies he caught, like Massacre, a serial killer, shot him right in the face from completely murdering the Spider Slayer and then gloated that he was Otto Octavius because he was like, oh nah, I gotta let you know before you die that I am a real one. He brainwashed his entire Sinister Six into working for him. That was the demon you gotta be to brainwash your former friends into working for you. Not to mention all the times he, he clapped Wolverine, he clapped Daredevil, he clapped the Avengers twice. So the second time he was with Venom, but that, that's a whole other version of demon timing right there. I expect that episode to come out soon. But but as Peter but he, he committed so much heinous acts uh when he was he was Spider-Man. But when he was Peter Parker, he was also on demon timing. He straight up said, you know what? I'm gonna get you your degree, Parker. I'm gonna start up a company for you, Parker. And I'm gonna take all the employees from my from your former employer. All of them. And make them work for me. And we don't. I'm a real one. I am a demon. And this man is arrogance personified. He gives Escanor a run for his money. And if you know how prideful Escanor is, you know he's a demon. He gives Vegeta a run for his money in terms of pride. Same pride? No. This is octopus pride. Is demonhood. And the fact that as Spider-Man, he got the approval of J. Jonah Jameson. This is before he knew his identity. This is before everything. And he made, he did what Peter could not. What more do I have to say? This man's a certified Black Air Force. Give him his Black Air Forces. And I'm over. You just hand him over because he, it's either you give him to him or he gonna take him. Here, here you go, Otto Octavius, in the body of Peter Parker. Wear them well. Yes. Superior Spider-Man is literally one of my favorite versions of Spider-Man, and it's a great story. So that is the great first Black Air Force where... So transitioning from there, we'll just go to our recommendations. So for all, since we're in the multiverse, I'll stick with multiverse for my recommendations. Going with what I said from the Geek Out section, everything, everywhere, all at once. Definitely check that out. And sticking with just Marvel superheroes in general, Spider-Man No Way Home, one of the best multiversal movies, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, the closest I've ever felt to being on drugs. So, 
We'll roll with that. Ah, uh, yes. And then on the comics end, if you want to learn more about multiverse in general, there is Marvel's 2015 Secret Wars, which is just all about the multiverse. There's also, if you're interested in people like Miles Morales and multiverse and stuff, you can check out Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, it starts off with Peter Parker, but it it transitions into Miles later on, but it's a great alternate universe uh, ride, uh, as well as going into reading about uh, Marvel's Illuminati, as well as, uh, oh yes, Jonathan Hickman's X, I mean, not X-Men run, though that is an excellent run, Jonathan Hickman's Fantastic Four run, which sets up everything that, that will happen in Secret Wars, and if I'm perfectly honest, should be what uh, the MCU's Fantastic Four should be based on. Fingers crossed. Yeah. And going from there, we'll just get into our plugs. My Twitter handle, at the Mad Dash, the M-A-D-A-S-H-16. And for Instagram, Mitri underscore Dash. Any plugs and, for you? And yes, yeah, so all right, my Twitter handle is at Absolute Venom. A-B-S-O-L-U-T-E-V-E-N-O-M, as well as my Instagram handle is Meech, M-E-E-C-H, underscore, the, underscore, legend. And just a reminder, this is our first ever recording, our practice run for the Patreon run. You'll probably hear our actual recordings on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, so before coming here, so... You'll also have access to just what our actual podcast handles are as well. But next, we're just going to get into, we're going to leave you with some words of encouragement. Got anything? Uh, yes. Uh, my words of encouragement to each of uh, you all today is when you're going about your daily life and you're wondering whether or not I'm happy, think about all the good you've done and think about all the good that you can do. And just leave it there for there. So we're about to sign off, but just remember, it's not goodbye forever, just goodbye for now. And that's the Third City Podcast. Catch you later.